Welcome to another Prince Talk or Motivational Fridays feature. It's been a whole year and some weeks since we have been hit with the first COVID-19 case in Jamaica and it has been an experience that we will never forget. I mean, I remember when we had to be glued to the television set just to ensure that we were keeping up with what was happening. It was unbelievable when you saw the stats on the number of persons that contracted the virus, then the number of persons who died from it. We were told initially that it didn't affect black people, or it didn't affect children, or it would only affect those who traveled, or it would only affect those who were in China. The fact is though, we see where it is coming closer and closer to home. We all personally know more persons that have contracted the virus. When you think about it, it is going on and on and on as if there is no end. One minute, there's a flicker of hope. Then that light is put out in a split second. This weekend and the Easter holiday weekend and other weekends right up to April 13, there will be lockdown. This is in an effort to bring an end to the debilitating impact that the COVID-19 virus has had on our beautiful country, Jamaica. When I reflect on this experience, the word that comes to my mind is closure. When we dissect the word, it really means an often comforting or satisfying sense of finality. I don't know about you, but there needs to be closure to this COVID-19 pandemic. Although the government is trying to ensure that the adjustments are such that we maintain our health, I am pretty sure they also wish that it could disappear from our lives. Every time there is a press briefing, I think about the team, including the Honorable Prime Minister Holness, the Honorable Health and Wellness Minister Tufton, the Permanent Secretary Dunstan Bryan, and the Chief Medical Officer Jacqueline Beseso Mackenzie. It is just one of concern. They must be weary. In Jamaica, they must be tired of this. I know they're working hard, but this is something that eats at anybody's mental ability. A situation that causes you to feel overwhelmed and just tired. This situation needs closure, Lord. And then you look at the loss of loved ones in the mix. And it doesn't matter whether you are rich or poor, black or white, young or old, it can affect anyone. We need closure, Lord. This brings me to think about a door that has the purpose of opening and closing. We see when it is open, it allows entry. And when it is closed, it prevents entry. So for certain situations, we need the door 
to be closed. In the educational space, we have quite a number of experiences that the doors are just too open and there needs to be closure. In the classroom, there's a student that continues to underperform as a result of the lack of resources that are needed for the virtual space. When will that door of lack thereof be closed? We see a teacher in this space having to juggle taking care of the children at home without the required support while ensuring that the students are effectively taught in the virtual space. When will that door of lack of support be closed? Even in our personal lives, we have experienced situations that seem to be never ending because it has been years that the situation has been going on and on and on. And it just does not seem to be ending. When will that door of hurt, that door of a loss, that door of pain, that door of suffering be closed? We need closure, Lord. In further reflecting, I am reminded of the Bible story of the woman with the issue of blood. The story comes to us from Matthew 9, verses 20 to 22, and this is from the New King James Version. It says, And suddenly, a woman who had a flow of blood for 12 years came from behind and touched the hem of his garment. For she said to herself, If only I may touch his garment, I shall be made well. But Jesus turned around, and when he saw her, he said, Be of good cheer, daughter. Your faith has made you well. And the woman was made well from that hour. She was in a debilitating, painful, and embarrassing situation for a long period of time. Can you imagine how frustrating it was for her? And I'm sure she wanted in those years to give up on life. But one day, she saw a window of hope and she climbed through it and believed that if she touched just the hem of Jesus's garment, the ultimate healer, there would be closure. What is important to highlight is that, first of all, she believed. She used up every ounce of her faith. The Bible also says that whoever says to this mountain, be taken up and cast into the sea, and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that what he says is going to happen, it will be granted him. Jesus reiterated the point that because of her faith, she would be healed. And what do you think happened? Yes, you guessed it right. She was healed. Can you imagine the pure, undiluted joy she had when that pain left? That reminds me of my experience having my children, my two boys. I 
did C-section twice. And when I went into labor, man, that was the worst pain that I could ever experience. But you see, as soon as they injected me in the spinal area, immediately that pain disappeared. It was unbelievable. Some of our own experiences are really painful, you know. So I'm saying to you, it's the same way that when you're in that situation, once you consult in faith with God, then that situation will disappear and there will be closure. That comforting sense of finality. And when that happens, we must say, thank you, Lord, for closure. Thank you, Lord, for closure. Finally, I want to thank all the members of the Seed of Web Academy for the week that has passed. The hosting of various activities, including the annual Invite a Professional Week with the Virtual Career Day that was held on Wednesday, March 24, 2021. And we had our guest speaker from the Heart Trust, NSDA, the representatives from the University of the West Indies, the University of Technology, the Michael University College, and the Northern Caribbean University. I want to indicate though that one of our own grade 8 parents, Miss Renee Byfield, did very well in sharing with us about the offerings at the GC Foster College as well. She used our own teacher, Kay Brooks, teacher of physical education, and our track and field coach, Mr. Kevin Price, as prime examples of being successful in the field of sports. And she highlighted that our coach has trained five Olympians. It was well received by students because it showed them that pursuing a career is still relevant even during this pandemic. I also want to share that our students are in training for the upcoming National Boys and Girls Championship, slated for April 27 to May 1, 2021. Unfortunately, the first meet Central Champs that they were to participate in was postponed based on the new COVID measures. But I ask for your support in prayer and kind to the program just the same. I believe that the students will get the opportunity to use their gifts to be outstanding figures in sport. I also believe that adversities bring forth greatness. I must also commend guidance counselors Medley Reed and Barry Rattray for spearheading the planning process of this event. I also want to recognize the participation of the members of the curriculum implementation team which had its first meeting on Monday, March 22, 2021. Our education officer, Mrs. Brenda McDonald, was the guest presenter. I also want to highlight our Dean of Discipline, Mr. Antonio Baker, for leading the charge of our disciplinary committee, even in the virtual space. Again, I must highlight Teacher Kenoy Douglas, Acting Grade 11 Overseer, for planning and executing the inaugural ceremony for the presentation of stewards of the Champions League. There are a lot of activities taking place at the grade 
department and school levels. However, I'm going to just use the opportunity to highlight the following leaders for a job well done. Deputy Principal Lacian Blake and Acting Deputy Principal Howard Brown. Grade Overseers, Grade 7, Teacher Sharika Ellis, Grade 8, Teacher Oliver Scott, Grade 9, Teacher Linton Smith, Grade 10, Teacher Simone McCleary, and Teacher Tamika Graham McLean, Grade 11, Teacher Kenoy Douglas, Sixth Form, Teacher Shamara Gillis. Heads of Departments, Language Arts, Teacher Sasha Barnett. For Mathematics, Teacher Shalomar Goodwin-Richards. Business and Information Technology, Teacher Janine Birthright. General Studies, Teacher Tracy and Hill Lutin. For Human Ecology, Teacher Tamika Edman. Visual and Performing Arts, Teacher Simone Bennett. Science, Physical Education and Sport, Teacher Latoya Johnson. I also want to highlight Mrs. Smith Works or Berso for leading the support staff. A special virtual HSA meeting was held on Thursday, March 25, 2021 at 5pm to complete the process of voting for the new HSA executive. Audiovisual presentations of the nominees were facilitated to assist the voting process. I want to thank the parent body for the support thus far. I also want to commend the outgoing HSA executive led by Miss Anne-Marie Bishop, a grade 11 parent. Please remember our virtual chill out Friday on Friday, March 26, 2021 at 5 p.m. Do your shopping and come pumped up for a fun-filled celebration planned by the General Studies Department see you there remember our colleagues in your prayers keep safe and hug and kiss your loved ones close your lord we thank you thank you for listening to this podcast every friday on the anchor app and please listen to the new monday feature prince dog chronicles of a jamaican educator keep safe again from your acting principal Mrs. Johnel Prince.